Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Impractical Theorist. Um, this is episode six. We're going to be talking today about um, growing up in the 90s and all the kind of nostalgic fun stuff that, you know, we kind of grew up with, our favorite things. And then um, kind of also talk about how uh, technology has changed over the years and it's kind of helped to shape our generation. So, um, yeah. Yeah, start from the there. 90s, dude. So... I was born in 93, you were born in... 90. 90. So, yeah, we kind of got the best of the 90s. And I know the millennial generation is from, I think it's from 81 until 96. So, like, me, my brother, my sister, we are all millennials. millennials. Yeah, my sister was born in 96. So, for me, like, the biggest things I think I remember, and I don't know if you ever had any of these, like... Super Nintendo and Nintendo. Oh, yeah. I still had one of those when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, and playing, like, Duck Hunt and, like, yeah. you know, fucking, you know, just, like, the... the Super cl- Mario. The class, Yeah, Super Mario and the classics. Um, no, from my experience, like, I grew up pretty poor, so I know that it was a little different than some of the average people. Um, but, like, our TV, we had channels 2... Uh, three, I think, was for video games, and then five, sometimes seven, nine, eleven, and thirty, and that was our TV. Like, that's what we had. So, for me, growing up, I watched, like, PBS Kids, where I know a lot of people, they watch, like, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, and, uh, I got exposed to that a little bit. It was probably, it wasn't probably until I was a, a teenager, you know, like, 13, 14, where I really started to watch, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog yeah. and like you know stuff like that that as a a young teen was so fucking scary creepy, like right? it was creepy and and now you know watching it as an adult because I still watch it every once in a while I'm just like dude this shit was fucking weird <laughs> yeah it is um, super weird TV was so weird back then um you know and of course like I remember like Powerpuff Girls um and which was had, like Ren and Stimpy which was equally as weird as yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't get a lot of the Ren and Stimpy or, like, um, Cow and Chicken. Like, <laughs> I know those were pretty, like, really weird kind of, like, graphic shows. But, I mean, I got I have some exposure. So, I, like, I get the reference. Um, Johnny Bravo. Which, Johnny Bravo. Oh, my God. That show was <laughs> fucking wild. <laughs> but, like, I feel like the 90s was just, like, a completely different... It was like a completely different time, and yeah. and you know, and you got three more years into the '90s than what I did. Of course, like I said, I wasn't born until '93, so things um, were like a little bit different. Uh, you know, I missed the whole pager era. I, you know, I don't <laughs> even think my parents had a pager, but I definitely remember growing up with cassette tapes, and that my dad <laughs> had this giant like rack of like I don't know, forty or fifty different cassette tapes. Yeah, and that was a big thing, like. And it was People like rocking out on cassette right. And it's like if you got one of the little the little bubbles in the tape, you had to go in with a pencil and you had to like yeah. twist it. Um, <laughs> we were like all like amateur little like engineers, right? Well, <laughs> you had to do it with like VHS too because my I watched a ton of VHS movies. Yeah. I used to have like every Disney movie on VHS. And if anything ever happened and there was, like, a, a warp in the tape, you would have to go in and twist the fucking the Yeah, or knobs. if it got caught in the VCR, you know, when you would pull it out that and the was tape like would still the be in there. That was, like, the end of your life. <laughs> right? Like, oh, my God, it just ruined this. Like, forever ruined it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's it's so weird to think as an adult, like, 
that happened within my lifetime. Yeah. You know, that, that has happened in my childhood. I experienced that on a real level. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of weird to think about with today's society and how fast like technology has changed. So like things that I remember from my kid, my childhood, like big things that stood out to me. So like I said, Super Nintendo was a big thing for me. Uh, we played like Yoshi's Yoshi's World, I think. The, oh, yeah. the, the infamous Lion King game. Oh, where I it was like played that. So it was the this is the premise of the game. So you are a young Simba and each level like you're getting a little bit older and a little bit older and it goes through all the classic like Disney songs, you know? You know what? I think yeah, this is ringing a bell. And you would you it was a it was a one-way level so you could never go back. Once you would re like you know as every step you take forward, you can't go back any further. You can only go forward. And of course there's all these obstacles and these enemies that you have to fight. And that game was so rage-inducing as a child. Like, I'm just like, anytime you'd fuck up, you're like, oh my god, I have to hear this song all over again. I don't want to. Just, you know, and of course, this was before, like, skipping through, like, cutscenes and shit, so you had to just deal with it. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the first video games that I played. Duck Hunt was definitely one of them. And that... Uh, I loved that shit. Duck Hunt was... That's such a classic, and, like... Also, you know, rage-inducing as a game because you, like, if you don't get any ducks and the fucking dog laughs at you and you're just like, fuck you, you floppy-eared bastard. Yeah, well, so the rage-inducing one for me was Tony Hawk. I was probably, like, uh, probably, like, I don't know, 12 when I started playing the Pro Skater game? Yeah. Oh, was that on, was that on 64? I don't know. We had a PlayStation. Play- oh, PlayStation it might have been one. PlayStation. Because I, I didn't get an early PlayStation, like the first PlayStation, until after the PS2 had already come out. So mm-hmm. I got the PS1 as a as a Christmas gift. It was for me and my brother and my sister from our grandma on my dad's side. And I think she got us um, the Italian job, which was hard. I don't know if you ever played that game. It's, I didn't even know it was a game. So it's like a it's like a mobster game, right? And you're like a part of the Italian mafia, and you have like these like po- checkpoint. You know, each level has a different like mission you're supposed to do, and it was really hard because you're often like driving through side streets and like dodging cops and shit. And and it was just it was I feel like video games were more challenging back then, just by simple like level difficulty in comparison to now where you're doing player versus player and you're battling the skill of another person like sometimes just battling the programmed the game ai yeah. itself was yeah. just so frustrating yeah but oh no, yeah for sure and and what's trippy is like so video games were a big part of my childhood i remember sitting down and watching like my dad play video games and that was like a thing that we would do he would get on he'd play we actually i think we have one of the fifle goes west games um that might have been super nintendo i don't 100 percent remember but we had these like old school games and you know sitting around watching my dad play or my brother play because my brother was a pretty avid player even from childhood and i got into it for a while um with like Super Nintendo and then PlayStation 2. That was like my system. I loved playing on it. And of course, like anybody who played PS2 and was a child in the 90s probably played Kingdom Hearts. I love giving that game a shout out because it is, I don't know, I felt like it was like pinnacle to my existence. <laughs> like it was such like a deep game and you think it's going to be all cute and fluffy because of all the Disney characters and you realize it's actually like really dark and kind of like creepy sometimes. Um, <laughs> But like, I did play Kingdom Hearts. It oh, 
That's a good one, dude. I played a bunch of more so of, like... I wasn't... Like, when I was younger, I didn't really do the role-play games. I was more into the, like, strategy games. You know, like, where you would play, like, Tony Hawk for one. Um, what's another one? Uh, oh, shit, there's been so many. Did you, did you ever play Toy Story? <gasps> yeah. Dude, that one was on uh, Sega? Yeah. Was it Sega? Yeah. I, so I never had a Sega, but when I was in Girl Scouts in like late elementary school, I think it was probably fourth or fifth grade before I started doing uh, Girl Scouts, I would go over to my friend's house on whatever day. I think it was, I think our meetings were on Tuesdays and we would play Sega together and we would play like the Toy Story game was on there. I think that we had, uh, or she had, um, fuck, Sonic. Yeah, that Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, my God, and that game. <laughs> Dude, so my cousin had that, and I always thought it was so fun to go over, because he, my cousin had, like, Donkey Kong. Fucking Donkey Kong, man. I haven't heard that shit in I so know. long. <laughs> I know. That I was think, a fun game, too. I think we had one on Super Nintendo, and, dude, it's... It's kind of, like, weird to think about, you know? Like, how things have vastly changed. And then, I don't know, did you ever play um, Twisted Metal? Oh, my God. You are sending me back. I think, (laughs) I'm pretty sure my friend Tori had that at one point in time. Or she had Twisted Metal Black. And... I, so I get the premise of the game. Um, we also had the, the Simpsons Man, one. I could really go for some Twisted Metal right now. Dude, I know. And, like, have you ever have you ever looked at buying a vintage system? Huh. Like, it's kind of, like, crazy, ridiculous, expensive. Like, so, I mean, you can't really compare it to systems nowadays. Because, of course, like, the PlayStation 5 just came out and the Xbox, like, whatever. I don't fucking know. I don't play Xbox. But the new Xbox just came out and... They're like, well, I don't know, 300 some odd dollars, right? Or more. Or yeah. more. But these, and that's a brand new system, right? New state-of-the-art system. Right. But, like, my my partner and I, we just bought, not too terribly long ago, a Nintendo 64. Oh, no shit. Oh, and it, it fucking sends me back. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> like, we, we borrowed um, Super Mario 64 and... Oh, hell Yeah. I didn't realize how frustrated I could get over a really old video game. It oh, like yeah. sends me to a like it sends me to my hateful place. But like, <laughs> but, like it's it's also so nostalgic for me because as much as I didn't necessarily have all these systems growing up, like I got to experience them through friends or family members, but there's still such a pinnacle of my childhood and how much video games and technology was so just vastly different, you know, like really like cell is. phones for example. I didn't have my first real, like, cell phone on an actual plan until I was 16. Mm -hmm. My mom got it to me for my birthday, and I thought it was, like, the fucking coolest thing because it was a flip phone. When you closed it, the little screen on the front would light up. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But before that, I had, like, Nokia-ass bricks on, like, a prepaid plan, and you could, like, throw them down a like a ravine and they would somehow still be working at the end. Like you can, you can run over them with your car and snake. You can't hit me with a snake. Of course. That's the only only game you had to play. Yeah. So of course you're on your phone. Like 
Snake. I think there was like snake, and then there wasn't there like a tennis game where you could like bop the ball back and forth, and you had to try yeah, to like yeah, it was like brick or whatever so where hard. you had the like the little the little moving like paddle, and you could yeah. move it, and the ball would just kind of bounce, and you had to move it like, and that is it's so weird to me to think that ha- that all of this existed at a point in time where I am alive like cuz it seems so archaic now like yeah. these systems and these technologies are so old that in buying a vintage system yeah. i think we got ours for like $100 which was a deal because in most mm-hmm. cases when we were looking at a super nintendo or i'm sorry a nintendo 64 um it was like $200 and older systems than that are way more expensive and it's really kind of like is it weird a, and troubling. A new one? No, it was used. Like a used one. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if they make new ones still. Probably not. No. <laughs> no. You're when you're buying a vintage system. I mean, it's Where definitely did you buy been used. From? We bought it off a of Facebook Marketplace from. I mean, some oh, nice lady. That. Her, her. She was trying to get her kid like one of a new age system. Yeah, but she's and just trying to like get the vintage value out of it. Fuck that. I would have went to like a pawn shop. Like they they would sell it hella cheap. Right. I think they sell them for like twenty bucks. And it's it's so strange because growing up like these this is these are the things of your time you know like in the early 90s i would say up until about the the two you know 2000 mark where y2k hello like that was weird to experience you know um and the idea that you know that's really funny i just gotta say this real quick i remember i remember new year's eve on the night of the millennium. Yeah! And I was... I was. People were freaking out! I was only like 10 years old. I was at my grandma's house. And I just could... I, I still remember to this day that I was actually worried. That like the second that the clock hit midnight, that computers would be no more. <laughs> like, was, I just thought they were just going to turn They're off. Done. No more. No internet. Nothing. <laughs> and it was like, that's such a weird... That's it's weird. It's so weird. I don't to actually even... know the whole premise of Y two K. I don't. It know. was um. It was a part of the coding. So like, oh. um, there was it was like we by were just talking about yeah. This. <laughs> that was it was by um the year. And of course, when nineteen ninety nine hit, and we were going into two thousand, it would start all over again at zero. And we didn't know if the programming that we had developed oh. for the time would be able to still continue to process on zero digits, right? Or something. I, I'm pretty sure that was like the, the essentially the premise. Like I'm sh- I'm sure there was so much. Yeah, that makes more sense. You know, more than that, but as you know, I was what if you were if you were what ten, I would have been seven. So, I didn't quite understand. I just knew that it was a big deal. Yeah. And that the whole world and technology as we knew it was like, they're like, well, we don't know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> and Y2K. Then we all, then we all woke up the next morning and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. My <laughs> AOL chat's happened. still here. Yeah. I can go online and talk to my friends in my rainbow colored font. Oh my gosh, right? That was like a big thing. I remember like when we used to have like... Um, those uh like messengers and stuff and like it was like you know you're you're like your whole thing like at least for me i was always so super excited to pick out like a really cool font with like a really cool 
um, <laughs> color and like a really cool highlighter color. <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> that was like express, it was, it's expressing me. Mm-hmm. And this is who I am right now. That was now. like what you did before you had MySpace and stuff like that, and you know? It's so, the, the age of social media is, I don't know, it just, I guess for me, it really blows my mind because I do remember growing up in like, you know, the brick phone having, uh, or actually I didn't even have, we didn't have cell phones in my house until I was probably, you know, 13 or 14 years old and I didn't have a cell phone. My parents had a cell phone and it was a brick phone. Um, you know, I, I had a a phone on a cord, the spiral cords Mm -hmm. and you like, um, and in my early right, what's that like to have a home phone right. nowadays? <laughs> yeah, that's not even a thing anymore. Right. You know, to have a home phone, or if you do, it's you know for very specific reasons. Like I, your average and generally, person, generally, all you ever get is telemarketing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, buy my insurance. Yeah. But like, I remember growing up to that, and one of the the very from my I guess my earliest, earliest, earliest memories, my parents had a rotary phone. Yeah. My grandma, I think, had one. Yeah, and I mean, we got rid of it pretty, pretty early on in my childhood. I'm not even sure it was a hundred percent in use as a kid. How bad when you were like a kid before, like cell phones and stuff? How bad did you want your own phone line in your room? Like, oh my god, it was such a big fucking deal. I never got one. I never. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I didn't. In fact, we couldn't even talk on the phone when we were on the internet. Because we're on the Dial internet. Up. Yeah. Dial up. Um, you can't get on the internet right now because I'm expecting a call. How many times have you heard that in right. your childhood? And like, oh my god, I totally forgot the, about all the of dial-up sound. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just like sitting there, just like okay, and like five minutes. Yeah, later. ten million years later, or like maybe. Uh, do you remember, um, like early downloading? It'd be like give you an estimated download time and it'd be like 25 years <laughs> that's like legitimate and you'd come back like 20 oh. minutes later and it'd be like 10 minutes i don't know how many times like i had to do like uh kind of like trial and error went with downloads like when i had like when we started out what was, what was the first one there was a bear share uh kazaa uh frostwire limewire <gasps> Oh, you hit me with the LimeWire. I give my my computer so many viruses just to have right. the entire... Like, I would download so much music from LimeWire. You'd have to, like, do tr- or, uh, trial and error where, like, you'd click on one and you're like, fuck, that's going to take forever. So you'd, like, exit pick out of that a different and pick one. a different one <laughs> just to see. And, like, there was all the different qualities that you had to choose from, too, you know? And, like, the download speeds that would come through. Dude, it was, like, crazy. And there were some people... Like, I never got into torrents. I don't know if you did. Kind of. Not not I really. It wasn't really, really for me. But I, I do get, like, I get what you're talking about. And, like. That's how people downloaded movies. Yeah. Uh, I remember when um, uh, iPods first, first came oh, out. They were so cool. They were the fucking coolest. Wait, and do I- you remember the Palm Pilot? No. You don't remember the Palm Pilot? No. Oh, my God. This was, like. This was, like, the first touchscreen type of phone. Like, it was, like, it was a little handheld, just like a normal, like, Apple phone. But, like, you had a little stylus, and you would, like, touch on the screen with it. And, yeah. Like, I never had one, but I always thought they were so cool. See, for me, (laughs) like, what I remember, the it phone to have at the time in my childhood was a Razor. 
Yeah. And it was so fucking cool to have T-Mobile Razor. Like, <laughs> or like, and then and then eventually the Razor evolved into the cool phone was to have was the Sidekick. Yeah. Where you could slide it up. Yeah, and then the BlackBerry. Oh. See, and that's so weird because like BlackBerry is like nobody has BlackBerry anymore. Right. Like, and that's but true. that was that was like the phone to have. I have BlackBerry. <laughs> right. Flips hair. Like, right. you know. Um, and I feel like that was even more popular than like iPhones. Yeah, when know? they first came like, out. Yeah, the BlackBerry was I like don't that even was remember like your business. When iPhone first came out with their first one. I don't. I didn't. I see. I didn't have iPhone. So like, I didn't have an I iPhone. Either. For real, an iPhone. Like, I had gotten gifted one from a boyfriend way back in the day, but it was just, like, for me to play games on. So when I was, like, playing on Wi-Fi, like, I could download games and play on, like, people's Wi-Fi. And, and like, that was, like, what my iPhone was for, is essentially playing games. Um, I didn't have a for real iPhone until I was, like, well into high school, and I bought, like, a jailbroken one off of Amazon. Like, you know, like, to, to be able to have, oh. and you could just put your SIM card in it, and it yeah. would work. The travesties of growing up with needing to unlock your phone. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to um, switch carriers, or if you were to, like, buy a phone from another carrier or something, it's probably still like that today. I don't really know how it works, because I've had an iPhone for, like, six years, but... Um, I just remember, like, back in the day, like, my friends would, like, have these, like, extra phones or whatever, and I could never use them because, like, you have to get, like, the unlock code from the actual company. Yeah! And it was really hard to get those unlock codes. Like, you would call them, and they wouldn't just give it to you. No, you had to go through the whole, like, ten-step process in order to get it activated again. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was, like, buying a jailbroken phone. That was, like, the thing to, you were getting, if you knew somebody who could jailbreak a phone. Yeah. It was, it was a whole program, and they'd plug it in and do all this stuff. Speaking of iPhone, when I did finally have them, do you remember when you could only plug in your iPhone to one computer? No, because I didn't have one until I was. Oh, you don't remember that? Okay, so that was like a thing for a while is that you could only, and it might still be true to this day, that you could only plug in your iPhone to a computer and download things if it was the computer that you had synced your iPhone to. So, like, if you tried to plug it into any oh. other computer and use it to download things, it would completely wipe everything. I you think could... that that's the same thing with an iPod. Yeah. Yeah. Because had... I've had iPods like, yeah. before all that. So, I remember my first... My first I or my first Apple anything was uh, the um, the uh, iPod Nano, and I had it yes. in gold because I thought the gold looked so it was like so chic. Um, <laughs> and I fucking I rocked with that motherfucker until it fell apart. I don't even I don't honestly I don't know what happened to it. I just, I just remember like my rich friends that would have like the nice iPods, that the were, like, iPod the videos, ones, the thick the ones. Big ones. Yeah, the, it was like the first iPods that came out, and I remember they were like really, um, they were heavy, and they were like kind of boxy, like they, they were thicker, they yeah. were a lot thicker, and I thought they were so, so cool. cool, like I wanted one so bad, but like only my like rich friends had them. Yeah, because they were like $300 for yeah. you to buy them when, you, when they first came out, like it was so expensive, but I, I remember saving up and saving up and saving up, my dad said, you know, if you save up. X amount of dollars, I'll pay for the other half. And I just thought it was so cool. So I saved my money and saved my money. And I just remember, like, 
because I was a big band geek in high school. So, you know, I did, like, color guard. I played clarinet and all that. And I remember going to band competitions and putting in my iPhone and just, like, chilling and listening to music. And I'm just, like, vibing out to, like, <laughs> 90s country. Yeah, weird because I don't listen to country now. But, like, you know, that's that's what we listen to or, like, I, like, Buck Cherry. <laughs> if, we wanna throw, if we wanna name drop out here. Buck Cherry. And, and, you said that. and it's like, uh, that song Butterfly, Come My Lady. Come, oh, yeah, that yeah, came that's on my Pandora yeah. the other day. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa. Like, or like the thong song. Yes. <laughs> okay, ICP, when that was a big thing. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to it. My So my best friend growing up in high school, uh, she went through a big ICP phase. Because I like we, like, we tried doing like the goth like scene thing. And um, so ICP was like a big thing that we listened to. And I just like remember putting that stuff on my iPod. I'm just like, oh, I got to hide it from my parents because I don't want them <laughs> to hear it, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a big thing, too. So remember the world of CDs when we would actually, like, want to go buy a new CD because it just got came out? And, like, I remember, like, when the Now CDs, every time a new Now CD came out, I had to go yeah. buy Yeah. I had to. They're, like, on Now 250, you know? <laughs> like, No, you know the funny thing, though, is when I was – Literally back in the 90s, I was probably like eight years old or something. I was like researching on the internet, like, what is it gonna look like? Because I was always like, I was a really weird kid, so I would always like research stuff on the internet of like the fourth and fifth dimension and like (laughs) what things would look like in those dimensions and stuff, as much as you could possibly put something into a picture to show, right? You know, but like that's the kind of stuff that I would research relentlessly all the time. So, one of the things was like. I don't know why I thought the internet would know this, but I'm like, what is the now CD going to, or I would type in like now 73 or like something just to see like if anything would pop up like from the future. Right. <laughs> see what it would look like. like. Yeah. And it's funny because now today I'm living in that future and now we have like now 88. Yeah. And you're just <laughs> you like, oh my God, this is still going. Or like, yeah. I just heard that uh, kids bop put out a, a kids bop version of WAP and I'm oh just like God. and it's uh, oh my and it's you know kids bop when you were growing up it was like pretty much like a cover of the the song you know because yeah, I think a very they, light song yeah and now <laughs> they this is this is the kids bop of today I mean and you might like, as well put Uchi Wally on there yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> like it's so weird to like think this is still happening like they're still making kids these bop. kids bop 274 <laughs> like it's i don't know it's just so weird you know that it was it was just so different you know yeah. and and growing up uh you know like i said because i was really poor so me <laughs> me having any of this technology was about saving up or it was either that or gifted to me so for a lot of my experience growing up it was about being outside yeah. And, you know, my, I, I did the classic shit. Like, I drank out of a water hose. Like, my version mm-hmm. of a sprinkler was my dad would stab a bunch of holes in a, in a garden, old garden hose with a screwdriver. And we would run through that. Um, you know, uh, when it would rain, as long as it wasn't lightning outside, even if it was like a thunderstorm, heavy downpour, you know, my brother and sister and I, we'd put on some old clothes that we could get dirty in and we'd go outside and we'd play in the rain and the mud when it rained and like... Uh, and I think this is somewhere where, like, my, my, um, 
love for like witchy stuff you know what what came from was like we'd make like potions out of like mud and sticks and old berries and that was like you know uh, we we would build uh, a lot of my high like it's it's crazy thing about but a lot of me and my high school friends we would build like forts out of sticks and shit out in the middle of the woods and some people like they had some serious legit shit like it was like an actual like little house they could hang out in and we'd bring like old like lawn furniture or whatever into them and set set up campfires and that's what we did. Oh my gosh, and this was so cool. So this is one night uh, we had gotten um, like a big uh, you know playset for the yard for the backyard when I was a kid, and my dad like turned it into this cool like or maybe it was my mom's ex boyfriend. I can't remember. But um, they ended up, like, tweaking it a little bit. So they put, like, a little... They put a little box up top that you could, like, shoot things down below. And we just thought that was so cool. And then um, one night, I... Oh, my God, I remember this. This was, like, the first time I ever watched Pet Cemetery, And I... Um, I don't know how we did it, but we, like brought the TV out to the fucking uh, clubhouse. No way. And set it all up and had like be- a bean bag out there or not bean bag, a uh, sleeping bag and we were all just like wrapped up in there watching the fucking uh, pet cemetery dude. Fucking scary as shit out- outside at night. <laughs> but uh, that was the kind of shit that we would do to like right. you know, entertain ourselves. It was just like, I don't know. I never ran a... I mean, I remember, like, coming to my mom a million times when I was a kid, like, Mom, I'm bored. Right. She'd be like, like go read a book. And go I'm play like, outside. And you're like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? And then, you know, <laughs> you pick up a stick and you start beating the shit out of your siblings with it. And that was, that was your fun. Like, that was what you did. Yeah. And, um, or, you know, like, uh, I do remember, you know, as a, as a child playing cops and robbers with, like, pop guns, you know, and, and a rope and, you know... <laughs> I'm the, I'm the oldest of three siblings, so maybe it was a little bit different for me just because, like, I didn't have an older sibling. All my siblings were younger, but, like, my little brother would, like, you know, tie me and my little sister up to trees and just leave us there. <laughs> like, shit like that. Or, like, you know, uh, some of the, the fights that I remember having as a child with your siblings. Um, like, I got hit in the face with a pole. I, I thought I broke my nose about a million and one times whenever I was a kid. You know, just, like, the weird stuff that you and your siblings fight over and... Um, like sharing a room, like I feel like that's such a weird thing to do nowadays is to share a room with your siblings because so many people either like, you know, they only have one or two kids and then they have this giant, you know, 10 bedroom house, not literally, but I mean, it feels like that sometimes, you know, the kids don't share bedrooms like they do anymore. Right. And it's me and my brother shared a room and it's like, it's weird because, you know, I remember that was like my entire existence was sharing a room with my little sister pretty much. Not long after she was born, you know, being able or not being able to, but having to share that kind of space. And I think that it's a lot different now. Uh, Not to say that people don't have to share a bedroom anymore, but I felt like, I don't know, maybe that was like a poor kid thing when I grew up. I was like, oh, you have to share a bedroom with your sister. And and a lot of my uh, siblings, or not siblings, but a lot of my friends would uh, not have to share with their siblings. And they got, like, their own bedroom. And I just remember thinking that was so incredibly cool was they're like, oh, you have your own room. Like, sick, dude. And they would have, like, their own posters put up. And, you know, it was, like, their own space. And we were just like, this was, like, the cool kid zone, you know. And, like, no little brothers and sisters allowed, you know. And, and I, it's like, I didn't really get that a whole lot growing up. 
because of that, because the fact that I didn't really have a choice, I had to share. And you kind of just made do and figured out how to deal with it, you know? Yeah. And and I feel like that's one of the many things that are so different now is it's, I don't know, it just like, it like throws me back. This is different. It's definitely, we live in a different world today. I, I yeah, I definitely, definitely feel like do. that, you know, like we went from living in a world where technology was just so primitive, you know, our dial up internet and our primitive cell phones, you know, it's like you, you go to a little too far out in the country and you're not going to have any service for the next 10 million years. <laughs> and you, like you have to wait till you get your next biggest city to be able to make a phone call and or roaming. Um, like, ro- if you were on roaming, yeah. you could never use your phone. Because if you were roaming, it would cost you, like, a bajillion dollars yeah. to use it while you were roaming. Dude, my dad jumped on me one time because my phone bill got up to, like, $200 because I was, like, um, I had, like, I had this, I met this guy on a ch- kid's chat, and we, like, stayed in touch for several years. He's, he lives in Kentucky. And so when we got older, we started talking on the phone, and it was, like, long distance. So I had, I can only call long distance after, like, 9 p.m. Yeah, nights and weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So if I didn't do that, then it would rack up the phone bill, Mm -hmm. and oh my god, my dad was so Freak out. So and it's weird that you say that because I feel like every man, maybe this was just my experience, but I feel like every kid had like a long distance friendship or relationship <laughs> yeah. like mine. So mine, <laughs> and I still remember him to this day. I haven't talked to him in fucking years, but his name was Trey and he had a little brother. His name was Travis. And those were like, I, my friend Tori and I met them while they were visiting town. When we went to the science, uh, not science center, it was the city museum in St. Louis and, like, we met them, and we played hide-and-go-seek for, like, three hours with them. And, like, at the end of it, we, like, all exchanged numbers. And, like, we couldn't call them except for on nights and weekends, or we would be able to, like, text during... I think we could text during the day. I don't know. But, like, calling was different, you know? It's like, if you wanted to make a long-distance call, you had to do it after 9 p.m. But or you only on... had, like, 100 texts. Yeah! For the month. Yeah, and for that was... Month. For the month. And it was, like... You know, so you had to, like, do it sparingly. You're I like, remember, like, crying about it when my dad told me that I had a limit, <laughs> that I had a limit on my text messages. You're like, no, why? <laughs> the travesty. Yeah. And I feel like every 90s kid had that, like, that one friend that they, like, grew up with that was from out of state that they're like, but I have to be able to talk to my friend. And they're like, well, you can yeah. talk to him after nine. But before 10, when you have to go to bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's only an hour, Mom. That's not enough time. Like, what could you possibly talk about for more than an hour? And they're like, everything. Everything. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the thing when I was a teenager and, and, like, a preteen, too. Like, talking to my boyfriends on the phone at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you're like, you can't be very, I have to be quiet. My parents are sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you're like, and you're not even, you're not even talking about anything, but you're no, just, you're just talking. Just stupid. Yeah, like, you're talking to your other talk. <laughs> and I just love you so much. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I have, I get to talk to you at two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I have school tomorrow, so I have to go to bed soon, so I can at least get some sort of sleep for, for science class first period. <laughs> for real though, I remember countless times. Going to bed at like three o'clock in the morning because I was up talking to boys. Yes, <laughs> no, I mean, 
granted, I didn't have quite the same experience <coughs> because I was a very weird, socially awkward child for most of my life. Like, up and I would at least say up until high school. Like, it was just like, I look back and I'm like, uh, uh, cringe. Oh, cringe. <laughs> Major cringe. But, you know... I think that was a part of living the experience of the 90s, you know, of of kind of like the coming of age of our time was like, you were cringy, like, yeah. you know, and especially for me, somebody who didn't have a lot of friends, like, I would do like online role oh plays. God. Have you seen and, that show Pen15 yet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen bits it's and pieces of that. so much. Adequate. Like, it is accurate. 2,000%, infinite percent, that is what it is. It's perfect. I love that show. It seriously takes you back. And, like, <laughs> having a journal so you could, like, cry and write about boys in your class that did not and would never like you. Yeah. You know, you're just like, oh, my God, Tommy, he looked at me. I know it's never going to happen. And then, like, <laughs> and then when the Twilight phase came out, no. Oh, my this God. This is where I draw the line because I did not. I take that back. I didn't like Twilight. I still had a Twilight phase where I thought. We're not going to go into it because I could spend all day talking about how fucking weird I was that in high school. You wanted to be a vampire. I wanted to be. No, I wanted, it's totally fine. I wanted I to be. Right a, I wanted to be a were cat, and I was like, <laughs> I can, I can transform into a cat whenever I want. <laughs> and that was like, and like I had a whole group of people that was like that. But I think that, you know, looking back at it, it, it was almost in a form of escapism because our normal life was so boring and or traumatic at certain points you know when you're coming of age and you're going through puberty and you're having all these experiences and you're going through like (coughs) your first crushes or your first loves and your first relationships that kind of escaping into something else was how you coped with it how you got through it yeah and it's like as goofy as shit as it was you know looking at it as an adult that's how I got through so much of that time and I, how I found connectivity through so much of that time and, and, and being just fucking weird with my friends, you know? And that was how we made it through. That's how we coped with the, the traumatic things. Traumatic, I use that in quotes, because, I mean, I'm sure it can be traumatizing, but a lot of it was, oh my God, this relationship isn't working out. This boy doesn't like me. Like, you know, right. it's, it's things that seem so important but are actually so trivial in the grand scheme of things. Right. <laughs> you know, but that's how we dealt with them. Yeah. And, and escaping into our own little realm Dude, of was, we are vampires. I was literally like, I don't know how to put it. I was obsessed. Obsessed with Robert Pattinson. Dude. I, I never read Twilight because I'm not a big reader, but, like, I would watch that shit every night, and I was, like, 19. <laughs> like, I, 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 like, I would, like, live through Bella, like, vicariously. Yeah. You know, and I would, like, feel the feelings, and I was, like, in love with him. I was literally in love with him. The funny- 50 million posters on your wall. Oh, my God. You know, the funny thing is, though, that now I don't even find him attractive. <laughs> But, like, I think so many of us idolized that in our teen years of, like, oh, the dark, mysterious, like, this this sensual vampire man is going to take me away and let me live in his vampire coven or whatever, his pack or whatever the fuck it's called. But, like, I do. I think that there, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm over speaking when I say this, I think there was a lot of trauma for 90s babies. 
Um, be, and this is how well, we found, you know, found our escape was living, like I said, vicariously through these, these fictional characters in order to kind of cope. I feel like we also grew up in a generation where it's hard to, it's hard to really say, but like that we almost feel apologetic towards our parents. Like we have, like we're, it's hard to explain Like you don't want to make your parents feel bad. Yeah. So you take on that yourself as a kid. That's how I was as a kid. Now, granted, not all the time. I was a brat sometimes, but... There was a lot of kind of abuse for a lot of (laughs) 90s kids. And I'm not saying that, like, all forms of discipline are abuse. I I agree that children have to be disciplined in some sort of way. But, like, there, there was a lot of times in my childhood where that... The fine line between discipline and abuse was crossed. And I feel like a lot of people, from, a lot of millennials from that, that part of our generation can share that experience. <laughs> is that, you know, like, is getting your ass whooped. Yeah. Like, there was some times where, like, getting your ass beat was abuse. You know? Yeah. And, they, and not to say that we didn't deserve discipline in those moments, but, like, where it went too far. And it's yeah. caused some sort of trauma. And then we used these outlets you as a form what? of that escapism. That does make a lot of sense because there was one, the last time my dad ever spanked my ass, I was 12 years old. And it had been a while since he had even done that, you know, because he doesn't really do. I was old, an older kid, you know what I mean? Like, so he had a girlfriend over, and me and my brother were in bed. And I got up literally to get a glass of water because I was thirsty. Like, there was no, like, there was no story behind it. I wasn't just trying to stay up to see what they were doing, you know. I was literally just going in to get some water. And my dad got so pissed that he told me to get back in bed or he was going to beat my ass and or something like that. And um, I was, like, arguing with him, like, I literally, dad, I just want some water. And like, he would like, he was like arguing with me and I wouldn't shut up. And so he came in there and he spanked my ass and I said, that didn't hurt. (laughs) And so then it fucking hurt. Then I was crying. I was crying. Yeah. It hurt. But, you know, I have mixed feelings about it because I don't feel like that was abusive to me. Like, cause now, in the, cer- in the certain scenario that it was, kind of yes, because I wasn't actually doing anything wrong. I think that I just caught my dad off guard and he was with a woman, so he was like, you know, trying to lay down the law. Right. But, um, but I don't feel that I was like, I feel like it was just, it's, it's normal, you know, to spank your kids. Now, I don't think that it's normal to keep on doing it as they get older and they're, like, preteen, teenager. But, like, when you're, when you, and I'm not saying, like, rail on them, you know, but if you need to spank your kid to get them to start acting right, I mean, I'm not a parent, but. We can only speak from, like, our own experience, you know. It's like, because I agree, I'm not a parent as well, so I don't know what that's like, but I do know that in some of my experiences, just like going through therapy as an adult and talking about some of the experiences that I've had as a child and some of the things that, you know, the fine line between discipline and abuse and, you know, what, what, what defines that, you know, that some of the things that I experienced 
are very much considered abuse. And, and I feel like a lot of 90s babies can kind of attest to that, can kind of go, you know, we grew up at a time where discipline and abuse, there was such a fine line and we didn't really know how to define it at that moment because, like, looking at it like this, our mental health and defining mental health and the acceptance of mental health is vastly different now than what it was then. If there was something wrong with you, you know, your parents would describe you as like, oh, I have like an indigo child or a star seed. They pretty much just like called you like an alien, you know, and that beating the shit out of your kid was in most cases, as long as it didn't leave bruises was like kind of considered okay. But in not all instances, was it necessary? And it's kind of created this. And, like, again, forgive me if I'm over-speaking here, but it's kind of created, like, a fear of, like, intimacy in a lot of a lot of ways where we're, I feel like we're, like, detached in a sense. You know, we're kind of, we, we live in this, in this um, ideal of, like, mysticism, you know, that uh, we grew up in a time of simplicity and we're heavily spanking or disciplining your child was normal and you know there were some things that maybe crossed a line but that was considered normal for us growing up and we've rationalized that and now uh we look at certain forms of discipline or uh physical violence as normal yeah <clears throat> i mean or maybe not normal but i see what you're saying like, because for me, it's not acceptable. Like, I, I don't know. I have not been in any, like, physically abusive relationships as an adult. Or as a teenager, for that matter. Um, but the second that anything ever has started to spiral towards that direction, I've always cut it off. And I think that's a good thing, though. That, you know, that, you know not to, like, say that nine you know millennials are like incapable by any means or that we you know accept and completely rationalize abuse but i think that we just grew up in such a weird time because things vastly changed for us Mm -hmm. you know we went from like i said simplistic living simplistic technology you know we we had dial-up brick phones um some of the early millennials had pagers and now we have this vastly different society where we're seeing more acceptance where we're seeing um a lot less physical violence in the home you know where again there is a really fine line between discipline and abuse and i again i can't really speak on that because i don't have kids and i don't ever ever plan on having any so i can't speak on that in a specific sense of this is what you should or shouldn't do with your child this is just you know me speaking from personal experience and the things that I've talked about and worked through in therapy um, about some of the experiences that I've had and like it's it's really weird I think kind of is really the only way to explain it because we grew up in such a different time and we are living as adults in a vastly different one. Yeah, I was getting ready to say um, I feel like a lot of our generation was grew up with the thought of like you can be whoever you want you can do whatever you want the you know the american dream is a tangible thing for you right 
And so we grew up really believing that until we got to the point where you had to start doing it. And then you're like, well, this is a lot harder than what they were making it seem. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, it wasn't like, I don't know. It, it just, it seemed like they were kind of, um, brushing off the fact that, you know, you have to strive for what you want. You yeah. It doesn't just, you know, you can't just like do all the right, you can't just like do, do the, the right, right things thing. and it's going to happen for you. Right. There's so much more work and effort that goes into that. And I, right. and I think a lot of that does tie into our vastly different world nowadays that, you know, um, the value of a dollar and how far that goes. Like, you know, I, I remember growing up, my parents talking about, you know, I lived in a one bedroom apartment for like $300, you know, living in a loft for that much. And there are some places where a loft will cost you as much as a two and three bedroom apartment in some areas, you yeah. know, like if you, if you try to go to like California and get a loft there, you're still talking about $1,200 where, you or know, so. or more where in Missouri you can, you know, get a two or three bedroom home for seven, eight hundred, nine $900. I mean, granted the certain places, the closer you get to like St. Louis or Kansas city, the higher it's going to be. But on average, you're finding these things aren't, they're not quite the same as they're what we grew as up with. Tangible. Yeah. And not only that, but like, I feel like too that I mean I know that it's actually a fact now I think it's like a statistic now that like women aren't having kids as much as they used to they're not getting married as much as they used to like 30 years ago and I mean if you think of that and then also think of the fact that you know we grew up thinking all this like everything was tangible everything was available to us and now we're single now we're like trying to get through this life and it's like we we as our whole generation have never gotten a break no like, never not even like it all started with like 9-11 and then I would even go as far to say like the well yeah because the housing the housing market crashed in 2000 yeah. what was it 2008 happened after that <clears throat> but I you know I was what second or third I think it was second grade when 9-11 happened and that was like a turning point for a lot of things in our country. And and it felt like after that, things became rapidly different in, in a way that was just like, okay, we're phasing through the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And we're just kind of like, what in the fuck is going on? Yeah. And now as adults, we're still kind of like, but my, but my, my Sega and, <laughs> and AOL, what, what has happened? You know, because now like... So, you know, so even to go back, you know, just to my our teenage years, MySpace. We'll we'll start there. MySpace in comparison to Facebook. First of all, MySpace is superior. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. MySpace was legit. You could have your own theme song or a playlist for your entire page. We were fucking with a six figure, uh, you know, income with coding because I know we were talking about this earlier. How we used to, you know, you would write down codes, and I knew basic coding for my Facebook page or my MySpace page. Uh, because I wanted to be like the coolest and yeah. I knew how to incorporate the codes into certain parts so I could get it to look the way I wanted to. And like your MySpace page was like the pinnacle of your existence. You made it look exactly how you wanted it to look and how you wanted it to be. And now we have stuff like Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Um, and, and it's different. It's so different, you know? I mean, shit, even look at, you know, Vine from several years ago, you know, when I was, oh, shit, I was probably like 19, 20, 21 when Vine was a thing. 
And that was like mind blowing, you know, to have, you can make seven second videos and you have seven seconds to make it count, you know, and now uh, we, you know, we have TikTok, which is very similar, but a minimum of 15, you know, well not minimum, you can do it as short as you want to, but you know, they start off on about 15 seconds and then go as long as a minute. And this is kind of like our new age vine. And it's so different and, and, um, interactions on the internet are so different. Like, Oh my God. I feel like, you know, in the early nineties, it was, if somebody was trolling you, which is not what we called it back then, because that really wasn't, it didn't have a name. It was like, you really didn't have it that much. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody was fucking with you, there's an asshole and you just log off. That was it. And now I feel like in this digital era, the consequences of cyberbullying is so much more detrimental now because there isn't a turning it off. You know, I, I feel like internet in our in our early parts of our generation was so primitive that, you know, uh, it's like most people didn't even have it. And if you had it, it was very basic and you didn't get to use it that often because, hello, um, I'm waiting on a call. You can't get on the internet. Like, you know, situations like that. Or um, it was really expensive. So for me, I had it and then I didn't and then I had it and then I didn't because it was only, I only had it when my parents could afford it. And it was a lot easier to just sort of disconnect from that. And now it's become like an integrated part of our life. You know, you, most people have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, TikTok being a big thing now. You've, But at least you have the main three where it's like you're constantly you out it. there <laughs> and you're constantly open to criticism right and it, it's not a thing where i can turn it off and oh if i log out that's it that's the end of what it we grew up with because you know yeah we grew up like before all of this existed but we were there at the pinnacle of it all coming into fruition you know what i mean like we were there we were the first ones to use all this stuff we were the first ones to like mainstream all of this technology you know and i feel like now it's just it's it's advancing so quickly to a point where we're not able to catch up all the way, you know? So, like, everybody is just constantly, like, available all, all the, the time. time. Every, you know, like, you can call them, you can Facebook them, you can send them a message. FaceTime, TikTok, whatever, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever it is, it's like... People are always made to seem readily available. Like, and I think, at your beck and call. And, like, I feel like that's really kind of messed with our psyche going right. through all these because, years. Just because, I'm, just because I'm fucking derping through Facebook. God, you remember that derp? <laughs> yeah. just, because I'm, just because I'm derping through Facebook and I'm, like, scrolling and posting shit does not mean that I have the emotional availability to have a full-on conversation or a phone call with somebody. You know, and, and I think that that's one of the issues with now our mainstream social media is that it makes everyone seem available all the time. And it's like, you didn't respond to my message in 10 minutes. And even if that, you know, even if that's not even something that somebody's actually saying, then we feel guilty for not doing it because it's yeah. just like, I don't want to have to, I don't want to talk to you right now. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I want to scroll and I through. I don't even want to have to have this explanation for you right now. Because I know? just don't, I just don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't have it for you. I am sorry. I am an adult and me mindlessly scrolling through Facebook is completely different than me having a full on fucking conversation with somebody right now. And I don't have the energy to do it on most days, but because of the way mainstream media is, it makes it seem like, Oh, well I see that you're online. So you must be available. Oh my God. No. How shitty that was when you were in high school and stuff. Like 
people were really catty about that stuff. You know, like, well, she didn't respond. Like, she, you know, how did, like, like if you weren't saying that? Oh, I'm logging off right now. I gotta go. Like it was like, but and I remember doing that. Like in every instance of the conversation, it was like, hey, listen, I gotta, I gotta log off right now. You know, whatever X Y Z and explanation here. So I'll talk to you later. And now it's just like, I'm just not responding to you. I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. You know? And and it's weird. And now we argue with people that we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and spend, and I mean, you know what? And I and granted, I'm really guilty of this because it's so fucking easy to just take the bait. Yeah. And it really is. And, and with the age of misinformation as well as technology, you know, that yeah. at the internet is just full of, it's, it's just a dump. Yeah. It is a technological dump and you can go in and you can sift through it and you can find some really in for, in, you know, interesting and informational things, but a vast majority of it is well shit. And the issue is that people are not discerning fact from fiction. They're not discerning truth from lies. They just, they're like, oh, it's on the internet. So it has to be true. Right. Right. But that's not the case. But this meme said, like, you know, that's not actually like documented news, right? <laughs> like, it's a fucking meme. Like, and, and even in, like, memes, I can make anything, say anything. And, and people can say, well, that's true because she said it. It's on the internet. Yeah. But like, no, you know, no. And, yeah. and I think that's part of me misses the internet from a more primitive time. We're like, do you remember like simple. YouTube? I don't know how much oh, you were involved yeah. with Charlie the Unicorn. Fuck yeah. Llamas with hats. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when memes were like, uh, le derp, and they were like the really badly animated, <laughs> like not animated, but like illustrated faces. Yeah. And like that was, that was our entertainment at the time. And honestly, like I remember looking back and thinking it was just fucking hilarious. Just so funny. And now like it feels like memes are in a majority like a personal attack of some time. Yeah. Kind of not like, maybe not like literally attacking you, but like you see a meme and you're like, ouch. Yeah. Share. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was oddly specific and I relate. <laughs> you know, it's, I feel like the fun has gotten taken out of the internet really where has. we just got to do stupid shit with equally stupid people, you know, not like you actually. Know, all of this takes a toll. All of this, like, you know, it doesn't just have no effect. Like, it absolutely has an effect on every single person's brain that's had to go through all of this over the years. And, like, we don't even know how to interpret it at this point because, no, I don't know that there's even, like, studies done on the advancements of technology and psychology. And how, yeah, and how that they correlate with each other and how right. they have, a, have an effect. Yeah. It's like, we just... Like experienced we, it. That was it's it. It's almost like our generation has to care about what everyone else wants us to do. Like, that's how I have felt throughout most of my life, let alone now that we have all of this technology where people can get to me whenever possible. And even if it's not intentional, even if it's an indirect thing, like, where I'm just reading something and it pisses me off because I'm oh. like... Ugh, and your like, immediate whatever. reaction is want is to want to comment and be like, uh, you're fucking wrong, right. bro. Like, but like it's not important. That's the biggest issue. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that, that most of the stuff is not important. Yeah. It's and all we're just word vomit. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the word vomit of millions upon millions of people and we just 
it, because of the area in which we grew up where we were able to just turn it off or we were able to just walk away and now and go outside yeah and now it's it's different because it's like oh I saw what you said on Facebook you know and I've been right. in situations like that where it's yeah. just like things get set online and then, and then I have been in situations where people have like where things that I've said on other posts pop up on someone else's timeline like Courtney commented on this and it was, like, something that maybe I didn't want them to see or, like, that I wasn't putting out there for them to see, you know, but somehow Facebook still made it possible for them to fucking see it. And like, now you have to deal with the them being upset about that. And yeah. you're like, listen, man, it's not a personal attack on you. I have a right to be able to voice these things without you. Right. You know, the idea is that, you know, we have the right to say things, and but now everybody can see it. Right. There is no, there is no, I feel like, personal life in the sense unless you're completely detached. Yeah. And I commend people who don't have social media. For real. Because, like, you must live such a happy life. Right. You know, that. you must, you must live such a peaceful existence of not, of not dealing with the bullshit. You know, something that I've done lately, though, is, and it's actually been great because I've had, like, this love-hate relationship with Facebook lately. Because I hate, like, scrolling through and seeing all the hatred and stuff all the time. It just puts me in a bad mood. And so I've started unfollowing people left and right. And now my newsfeed is all stuff uh, from, like, Gypsy Soul and, like, Little Hippie Little Hood. And, like, you know, things that I enjoy seeing. So it's a little bit easier to, like look at every day and not get pissed off that's just one thing that's helped me but I mean it's like but you have to disconnect at some point in time you have to find a way to disconnect somewhere because if you don't you're just overloaded with this constant information and or misinformation and you know drama and bullshit and it's like if you don't find a way to disconnect it's just like it's consuming yeah yeah it really is And it's weird. You know, all of it's so weird to think that we just, you know, what? We're, we're rolling on 30 years old and, like... We're all flexing our dicks online. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, 10 to 15 years ago, it wasn't even remotely close to anything like this. And I don't think that we had any expectation that this is what it was going to be like, you know? That in that time... Just our Le Derp memes and our llamas with hats was what we enjoyed. And that's what we thought the internet was going to be. Like, that was the pinnacle of our existence. That this was it. This is the, this is the greatest it's going to be. And maybe it was. You know, looking at the simplicity of it, maybe that was the greatest that it was ever going to be. Because now it's just full of drama and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely gone too far at this point. And it's like, I almost feel like somebody has opened Pandora's box and now no one can shut it because there's just billions of people online spewing all of their stupid bullshit 24-7. There is no, there's no, uh, there's no cork going back in that bottle. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's the truth though is, you know, it's, it's cool in the one sense that it's given us connectivity, but now I feel like it's gone too far that way where it's like we're always connected and there is no turning And we're off. like slaves to it. Yeah. You know? Like, like oh, I, gotta, I have to check my Facebook. I have to check this. I have to check yeah, that. It's, like, you know, especially like them having the little notification numbers that pop up, like 
just seeing that alone does something in my head. Yeah. Like, I have to look at it. I have to look at it. Because I can't not look at it. Right. It drives me crazy. I don't know what that is, you know? Like, I don't know if that's, like, some, like, maybe fear of missing out or something or something, but, like, it literally plays on me every single day. I literally have to look at it. If if there is a number there, I have to look at it. It drives me crazy, but it's like an addiction. And I feel like that was done for, you know, uh, as, for that point exactly. Intention. Get you to look at it. Right. It's crazy, man. It really is. We grew up in such a different time. And it's like, sometimes I really miss that. Being able, you know, if we could go back to some of that simplicity, I feel like the world might be a better place because... It gives, a, you know, it give a people an opportunity to disconnect and a and an opportunity to sort of let the the stupid things that we see online just be that there was something stupid that we saw online and we can let it go now. Right. And now we're living in a time where it's a lot harder to do that unless you just completely. Yeah, detached. because even if even if you are that type of person to like be able to let it go or whatever, then there's like someone around the corner that's like, "Hey, did you see this? Oh my god!" Like, blah, 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 let me show blah, you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, dude, there's no way to completely. There's really not. Yeah, there's really not. It, it's like you're even if you aren't on Facebook or whatever, you're still you're, you're still getting exposed to it in one way or another. And yes, yeah. right. Like my dad doesn't. My dad hasn't had Facebook in like ten years or so. And I still send him memes once in a while. Right, like, you're like, you, know? you have to watch this. <laughs> right. So I'm equally guilty, you know. <laughs> All right. I think that that's probably going to wrap it up for today. Yeah. I think. So, um, yeah. Uh, guess we're going to wrap it up for today. I'm uh, not really sure yet what our uh, topic is going to be on next week. But uh, I'm sure we will be posting about it in the next few days. Yeah. You know we'll be here. All right. You guys have a good one. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening.